Here we go. I don't see it on here. Hi, everybody, and welcome back. Um, today, I have a very special guest, William Ramsey. He is a an attorney, author, and investigator. Um, we're going to talk about his book that was published in uh, 2014. Is that correct, William? Called Abomination. Which book is that? Abomination. Abomination was published 2012. I think I probably have had a second edition a couple of years. Second ago. edition, 2014, 2012. Yeah, I had 2012, but then I looked at, on your forward and it said 2014. Anyway, it's the title is called Abomination, Devil Worship and Deception in the West Memphis. So let me just show you a picture. People can see. That's the, that's your book. That's so, right. uh I'm sure a lot of people that, uh, you know, follow true crime, they know a lot about this case and for, you know, and so um, do you want to just give a brief overview? There's three. Sure. They three. think they know, they think they know a lot about this case. The basic facts are three young eight year old boys went missing on May 5th, 1993 in the town of West Memphis, which is across its West across the river river. Mississippi River from Memphis, Tennessee, but it's in Arkansas. Right. And I have, uh, well, William, I have May 6th, 1993. So they were found the next day. They were found the so next day. Mis- yeah, yeah, they were yeah. missing May 5th. Found the next day in a kind of a small, kind of wooded area that was locally known as Robin Hood Hills. Robin Hood which Hills. Which had a little bit of water. Yeah. Had some water in it. Yeah. So this is and- best- West Memphis, Arkansas. Okay. So West Memphis, Arkansas, that's where it happened. And the police, you know, it became a national story. The police were looking for suspects. There were Mm -hmm. many suspects. They were looking around. People were recommended to uh, one person by the name of Damien Ackle. His real name is Michael Hutchison. Um, He was brought in for questioning, failed his lie detector test, said, let me talk to my mom. I'll tell you anything. Talk to his mom and then didn't tell anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was interviewed also as well. And But they didn't have enough evidence until police brought in a person by the name of Jesse Miss Kelly. Mm-hmm. And that was on June 3rd, 1993. And yeah. after some questioning, Miss Kelly confessed, implicated Eccles and another young boy by the name of Jason Baldwin Jason. at the time. Mm-hmm. Jason Baldwin. So they were all arrested. And then the gathering of evidence kind of increased over time. And they were both tried. Uh, Miss Kelly asked for a separate trial. He was granted a separate trial. So there were two separate trials in 1994. They were both found guilty. All three were found guilty then. And that was really the background. The factual background of the case is uh, that the boys were brutally murdered. The eight-year-old two were found by the forensics medical forensic person, I think his name was Peretti, who had assistance from a very sophisticated uh, medical examiner um, from Little Rock. Uh, two of them drowned and one bled out at the scene of that uh, horrible crime. So, hmm. um, so they were tried. The two ones, one was tried as an adult. He was an adult, Damien Eccles. He was 18 or older. Yeah. So he was tried and found guilty and sent to the death penalty. He got uh, sentenced to death. And then... Miss Kelly and Baldwin got very long-term term, uh, jail sentences. So they went to jail. And then there was a documentary that came out from HBO. It was directed by Joe Berlinger and Sanofsky. It's called Paradise Lost. And that garnered the whole case a lot of attention. They were first-person people on the scene recording everything. 
Mm-hmm. And I kind of got the public's attention. There was two following. They turned it into a trilogy. HBO mm-hmm. did. And that's kind of when the public opinion started changing that, hey, these people who were found guilty may not be guilty. At least that was the perception. There's a lot of blame among other family members, yeah. uh, John Mark Byers and Terry Hobbs. Uh, Terry Hobbs is supposedly the other credible suspect, according to yeah. the court of public opinion, which is absurd. But that's the way it played out. It led to kind of this uh, support. There was celebrity support for them as well. Very well-known names. Uh, Peter Jackson, Johnny Depp, Henry Rollins, Margaret Cho, Dixie Chicks. Uh, so they garnered something like raised, uh, raised a significant amount of money. It's estimated to be between 10 and 20 million. Afforded them the best attorneys. And they really tried to get, got really the best, uh, one of the best appellate attorneys called Dennis Reardon. Tried all kinds of different claims and things like that to try to have the sentence changed. Um, it was appealed. And it was not I mean, the, the appellate court found the lower court to uh, their information was incredible. It wasn't overturned to the lower, lower court court's decisions and all the constitutionality of the criminal proceedings were found to be uh, stand firm. So they, it started hinging upon the DNA evidence, the supposed DNA. DNA evidence wasn't really even being used back in 1993. There's enough first person accounts and testimony to convince the juries to find them guilty. But the DNA was supposedly kind of a linchpin, which led to really there was a change in the judge. Barnett became Lazar, I think was the new judge. There's a change in the DA and this new DA agreed to, after a lot of public pressure, in my opinion, uh, letting them out after serving 19 years. And um, it was a first degree murder uh, uh, conviction again. So they're kind of strange in the criminal, in the annals of kind of criminal procedure and law that they were found guilty twice. And so they were signed on the line that was dotted with the best attorneys that they were guilty. There's enough information or evidence to find them guilty of first degree murder. Again, that was August 2011. So it's almost 11 years and one month since they got out. Um, Jesse Miss Kelly's kept a very low profile. Baldwin has gotten been involved in innocence project and Eccles kind of returned back to what they say he was involved in prior to his arrest, which is esotericism, occultism. And he writes books on that subject. Uh, I think his most recent one will be called Ritual. It's supposed to be coming out 2022. And uh, that's kind of like the long and short of it. So they, they yeah. were on probation for 10 years. And mm-hmm. uh, most people think that they were, you know, they had a they had a nice, good PR person. I don't know who paid for him. His name was Lonnie Surrey out of New York. I don't know why you need a PR agent or representative, but they're still in the news. They were in the news this month or this year for sure about some of the evidence in the evidence locker that was supposedly acquit them. But although they agreed to um, never sue the state of Arkansas, one, that was part of their agreement or arrangement once they got out in 2011, but they, they're still kind of uh, playing the public fiddle, so to speak, or trying to convince people that there might be somebody else. Uh, right. And uh, really aren't any other credible people who could be. I mean, they've tried to blame Terry Hobbs, they're one of the boss. They claim that there's a hair there that's never really been shared with the public, but uh, I think it's effect- effectively manipulated the public mind. I think so. Hmm. 
but yeah, that's kind of like the brief overview of the whole right. case. So I'm just going to stay neutral and unbiased because I don't, uh, I don't really know if these three are guilty or innocent. They're guilty. No, the, the, you can't conflate those terms. They are guilty at law. They are found guilty. So you cannot say that they're not guilty. They are guilty. It's a legal term. People conflate this all the time. They're making a huge mistake. Yeah. The, the, what you should say is, I think they were inappropriately found guilty yeah, okay. or innocent. They're guilty. They're guilty twice. Well, yeah, they were found guilty by by a court of law, right? But right. I mean, and, that, that, and and the appellate court, I mean, the the Supreme Court of Arkansas looked at everything that happened at the lower trial, and they affirmed the guilty pleas. They didn't overturn anything. So it went right up. So to another the, set of eyes looked at everything, looked at all the facts, looked at all the evidence. So it went right up to the Supreme Court. Of Arkansas. Of Arkansas. There was also the attorneys. Yeah, the, uh, I think the, the West Memphis three have had like seven different attorneys. But I yeah. think one attorney made an appeal to the Supreme Court. It's called, uh, Supreme Court of the United States. It's called a writ of certiorari, which was denied. So hmm. they didn't have, have any involvement uh, in right. the Supreme Court, although they were asked to be involved. Right. Yeah, but uh, it's like a lot of people don't, even though they, they were found guilty, a lot of people don't believe that they they are guilty right there's a lot well, of i don't even know why they use those terms because they're guilty clear as day like the sun's in the sky there's seawater in the ocean they're guilty why are they guilty or why should they not have been found guilty right they're guilty it's like a, it's a legal thing it's like uh it's like a term so i don't know why they, anybody would even use that terminology it's incorrect use of language they're guilty yeah. Well, yeah, they are guilty, but then how, okay, how would you term it then for people that have suspicion that they may be? And they should, they should add the specifics of what their suspicion is, is why they were inaccurately found guilty. Okay, was the well, jury biased? Were they, yeah. um, were they inappropriately found? Because you look at the due process there, the criminal process that went through, they got all the evidence. Yeah. They didn't select them out of out of a hat. They, there was a almost a full month in between the commission of the crimes and their arrest. Yeah, so yeah. they were gathering evidence. So a lot Can of I... there's just a lot of fallacies and fallacious thinking and, and bad logic, yeah. and bad use of language around the West Memphis Three, and that might be just be something that comes across in the whole sad state of affairs in the United States. Is people don't even use proper terms and proper language for real events that happen in real time. They're guilty. Why are they guilty? Yeah. Should they, and if they're guilty, they're found guilty again in 2011. Why hasn't that been overturned? Where's the evidence that's compelling enough to get a judge and a jury or somebody in the, in the Department of Justice to vindicate them, to have that overturned? There's Innocence Project and things like that. Why don't they go through and get that done? Because these judgments of like the Innocence Project, they're seven-figure judgments. So why wouldn't you go through and retry to have another bite at the apple if you could? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of questions there. So a lot of these people who are thinking about the West Memphis Three have got have been propagandized. They're credulous. They're weak-minded, and that's really the one of the big problems that getting involved in these criminal cases. They almost don't do any research. They just heard something on TV and just repeated it like a viral, like a stupidity right. or idiocracy, idiocracy virus. Right. That's really kind of the West Memphis Three, and that's a lot of these cases. A lot of these innocents, Adnan Syed. He got found guilty properly. Why? Why can't he get that overturned? Right. This whole thing. These cases are 
want, it's a really attack upon the judicial process. It's attack upon the civics of the United States, these innocence fraudsters or people who think that there's some kind of hillbilly justice or something like that. Prove it. Mm-hmm. Don't just say it. Prove it. Where's the actual real facts? Where's mm-hmm. the real evidence of something inappropriate? Yeah. There was something in the jury pool. There was a statement where there may have been inappropriate information that one of the jurors knew. But was that enough to really overthrow the entire process? Prove it. Yeah. Well, I'm just playing devil's advocate, right? Because there's a lot of people that, right. You can, I mean, it's fine. You can pay the devil's advocate, but show actual, a list of facts, show bullet points or something. And not just, not just repeat a bunch of like uh, talking points that some PR guys put together. And that's really one of the bigger problems in the United States is people can't tell the difference between facts and evidence and PR. Right. And that's really the problem with West Memphis three. So I, I find myself saying the same things over and over. Why are they, if you say that they're innocent, why are they currently guilty at law? No, guilty I'm, law. I'm, I'm not, not saying you are individually. No, no, I, I'm, I'm just using that in the third yeah. person. Yeah. Oh yeah. Third person. Okay. Can we uh, just go over? Um, they were okay. So these three were not um, uh, talked by the police for three months, right? Or no, one month. It was a month. One month. It was from May, May, May 5th was the commission of the crime. And the May arrest happened June 3rd, 1990. June 3rd. And so what, what evidence was there linking them to the, to the crime? Well, it was the confession. Well, that's a good question. Bes- so besides originally- besides uh, uh, Miss Kelly's confession, because he did confess, right. right? Yeah. Correct. He, can, what, he actually what, confessed, yeah. then he retracted. And then yeah. after he was convicted, he confessed over and over again. So a lot of people lose that fact. He confessed. Yeah. to the policeman after he left the court when he was convicted. He then had two recorded confessions. One was in front of his own attorney who, who was advising him, hey, this is going to hurt your appeal. And he said, no, I want to confess again. So I call that the against the advice of the attorney confession. And then there's hand on a Bible confession where he confessed again. Then he told oh. somebody in, in jail that he was with that he did it. So really? he's made post-conviction conviction confessions, I think probably five or six but the additional evidence that was put in that was there to convict them, there were statements in court. He, Eccles was questioned and the price found that he had information that wasn't public at the time. So the jury saw that. And there were also statements that Eccles made at a softball game where he said, I killed three kids and then I'm going to kill two more. And then there was an entire family called the Hollingsworth family who said that they saw him near the scene of the crime, muddy. And it had to have been, he was a very environment. It was an environment in Robin Hood Hills where there's a lot of water and, and underbrush and mud. So yeah. it would lead, I think, in a trier of fact, the jury to believe that he was somewhere around that scene of crime. But then the admissions, I think uh, they found very convincing. These young girls came into court and, and testified. So I think overall, the totality of the facts led a jury to believe that they were guilty. And also, uh, Baldwin didn't even come up with an alibi. And Echo's alibi uh, collapsed. He said he was on the phone with these people, and then that didn't pan out well. Um, so the, the lack of an alibi for Baldwin is very telling. Yeah. Uh, I just want to go over it because um, they were found. There were two bikes found, right? And there were three children. So was one walking beside them? 
Or I think somebody on the site, if I remember correctly, one was kind of like they were double biking or something. One was were, on the handlebars or doing yeah. something like that. But they were, they were yeah. They were discarded school, too, right, William? They were Pardon discarded. Me? The bikes were discarded too, right? My understanding is that the bikes were pulled from another part of the river. The way that it was designed, it was like an estuary, not an estuary, but it was a drainage thing to keep the Mississippi from flooding. So it was kind of like, like a Robinson Hills had like a slough. Yeah, like a that yeah. thing, yeah. Yeah, so I think the bikes were found in the slough. Okay, but it was further down from where the bodies were found, right? It wasn't. I think it was fairly close. I would have to go back and look at the map. I don't think it yeah. was right where the bodies were found, but it was within the vicinity. Yeah, was in within and the they vicinity. Were, they were found. Yeah, and it was called Robin Hood Hills. Okay, that's what the locals called it. Yeah, and it really yeah. was yeah. kind of land in between the interstate freeway, and yeah. then there was a truck wash that used to be there. Right. And um, there was adjoining that truck wash. And there was also kind of like a side road in that area. Right. But it was in between kind of the, the interest. Like if you had land in between an interstate and a residential area, that's where it was. I see. I see. Because I remember uh, John Mark Byers. Um, didn't he die in a car accident in 2020? I, I believe so. Yeah, he passed away. He, he passed away. Yeah. And at that and his time. His wife died suspiciously too. Sorry? He was investigated. Uh, John Mark Byers was investigated by the yes. West Memphis PD for killing his wife. Oh, but really? But he was never charged. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Wow. When did she uh, die? I don't remember offhand, but she kind of passed away suspiciously of a drug mm -hmm. overdose. But uh, she mm -hmm. was—he was investigated for that. Okay, that's that's strange because he was a. But, uh, he was a suspect, wasn't he? They were looking at all sorts of different people. John Mark Byers, because he, the way he would act, right, would lead people to believe, you know, this guy is shooting pumpkins and trying to, and, you know, calling out like all the names of the killers and everything, right? And he was acting very, um, how would you say, very suspicious. Well, right? I would say that he was acting suspicious because the directors of the so called documentary wanted him. To do something dramatic and he played along with them uh -huh. i don't think he was really the brightest bulb but no, yeah there's a lot of things in that docu documentary that weren't properly objective in my mind right. and that was one of the scenes there's all kinds of stories about these guys getting paid yeah i was just gonna say that yeah, yeah Did, so so they all that, got paid uh, all got all the the mothers and fathers got paid my understanding is that a lot of those people for those interviews were paid cash and a lot of those parents are actually still wanted to get paid cash for doing interviews with with the media still so even mm -hmm. after 10 or 15 years after the crime a lot of those parents wanted to get paid for interviews they didn't want to give them but Byers was an interesting character yeah he was considered to be like um on the second second paradise lost documentary both baldwin and eccles say hey, they're 100 percent convinced that Byers is the one who did it yeah and then in the third documentary the whole blame shifts to uh, Terry Hobbs. So that should tell you a lot. I mean, for a thinking person, that would mean a lot to them, but a lot of people oversee, you know, they gloss over that. They don't see the importance of the, the changing suspect. But yeah. um, buyers, they, a lot of the stuff, they were kind of, I think a lot of the locals were not uh, socioeconomically or educationally uh, privileged. They were really underprivileged, a lot of them. 
And I think that they, there was a lot of uh, shaping of this story by people fly, you know, fly over west, uh, <clears throat> I would say like coastal types. And so I think that that perception of a bunch of, I think that that perception of this whole case taking place in kind of like um, poor, poor working class uh, environment was overemphasized. And I think that they, I think that uh, unfortunately a lot of the, the parents and the relatives got played into that. So Byron Byers is a valid, is a valid um, suspect. There was nothing in the police records that investigated a lot of these true crime fanatics and types have, have laid the finger. Now they now it's Terry Hobbs, but they looked yeah. at the buyers, but buyers was involved in the, and in, was seen most of that night in different situations by his wife yeah. and other people. He was out on the search. So yeah, and he I, wasn't I, ever seen muddy or anything like that. So a lot yeah. of the buyer stuff is, uh, and a lot of Hobbs too is transparently false. Like they can't put any real factual evidence out that Hobbs was involved. They have a lot of fake stories and they yeah. insinuate that that's happening, but right. there's nothing compelling that would make a police or a, a district attorney move and actually charge Hobbs. Right. Yeah. I'm watching that HBO film. I, I never thought it was uh buyers, John Byers. I, he just was too, you know, over the top, you know, like you couldn't believe, you know, that it could be him because he was just so over the top, uh, you know, um, I mean, those are those are those are infotainment. Unfortunately, yeah. I wish I could. I think the first one wasn't was much more objective, but the second and third, I think they were just kind of money. In my opinion, money grabs, yeah. and so they had to kind of make them as titillating as possible. And they're not really. I wouldn't even call them. There has to be another. And this is true in a lot of these true crime, making a murder, and all these others. A lot of these so-called documentaries do not accurately document stuff. They glossed over so much in the court records. So these are to me, they're they're airsats documentaries. They're plastic. They're not. They're not authentic. They're not. They don't have. I, to me, I think there's. It's obviously do not have integrity towards the audience about trying to tell, convey, the truth of what happened in this case. Yeah, no question in my mind. Can you just go over again? So it was a month, right, before these three right. boys. Well, about a month. Yeah. So it was the fifth. So what, of, what was of May. What was, what was the physical evidence? Like, what was the physical evidence? Uh, can you just go over that again? Well, I mean, physical evidence implicating that them. Tied them. There wasn't much physical evidence. I don't think. I think that they had a tie between uh, one of the injuries on the boys and a knife that they had. That yeah, they can, we, can we just stop there? So it was um, Christopher Byers that had his was his penis removed. I think Peretti said on the stand. It was sleeved. Okay. okay. So this is all made to look like a uh, satanic uh, sacrifice, kind of a ceremony type thing. So why did they go to these boys? Was it because they were into, I'm sure it was a small town, right? And everyone knew that really this cool. type of stuff was going on, right? This, the, the, like, There's all kinds the, of statements. There's yeah. all kinds of statements to the police. I mean, people records, that lived people there. I mean, read. people that right. lived there said, "Yeah, a lot of this uh, stuff goes on here. They, the satanic right. ceremonies and stuff, you know, because they were being interviewed, right? People that lived there, and they were saying, yeah, right. this type, this type of stuff does go on here.' So, right. so they were. Uh, can you? Sorry, what what was the physical evidence again linking them? 
a month later, it took a whole month. So what was the physical evidence linking these three? There wasn't, there wasn't any, not to my knowledge. There was knowledge, no physical evidence. There were implicated, right. There's no DNA evidence either. Well, then how did, how, okay, then how, was it cir all right. circumstantial, well, then, right? Not, was, not certain, no, 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 no. When somebody says, I saw somebody say that, that's not circumstantial. That's no, no, no. That's direct evidence. Uh, okay. That's direct evidence. So there was direct evidence. Somebody who perceived what somebody said okay. and said it in court, that's direct. So can you okay i i don't know who said what so can you just go over who was who were the people that implicated these i people? already explained it to you I, I explained it to you the people who testified in court were the hollingsworth the family the Collins, two girls who right you, ha you have to okay it's in my book yeah. oh it's in Correct. collingsworth okay i i don't hollingsworth. know hollingsworth right or collingsworth hollingsworth h-o-l-l-i-n-g S W R O T Hollingsworth family. Okay. I okay. So and what did they and that was a um what 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 did they say that they, they said they saw, they saw some they saw Eccles at the scene of the crime on a road muddy. They all testified okay. to that. It's written oh. writing too. It's in the police statements. So they saw him on the road muddy. And how about the other two? Well, I mean, Jesse, Jesse confessed on, you know, the confession is up for grabs, but he confessed on June 3rd. That's what led to the arrest. He confessed and implicated Eccles and Baldwin. It already been, uh, had already been investigated. Eccles was immediately taught, uh, suggested as a perpetrator from his parole officer. So he said, you got to look into this guy who's interviewed, yeah. brought into the court. I heard, yeah. He failed his, and there, there's a, Record of him failing his, uh, you know. That's in the that's in the lie detector H testing. That's in the HBO film that uh, the parole was it the parole officer. Yeah, pr uh, parole officer's name was Jerry something. Jerry Driver. Jerry Driver. Jerry Driver. Yeah. And and then Damien Eccles says, well, the reason why he said that it, it could be him was because he was asking for sexual favors. He was a this guy was a weirdo and he was asking, you know about that, right? According yeah. to Damien Eccles, he was asking for right. According to Damien Eccles. That's a yeah. very important preface. I know, I know, but I'm just saying, yeah. So, so it was the Hollingsworth family that saw Damien Eccles muddy and wet on, on the side of a right. road. And I think they said it could have been either his girlfriend at the time, Dominique Pierre, yeah. or Jason Baldwin, but they said that it was Eccles. They, they just said one person. One just they confirmed him. in court, they stated in court that I saw Eccles on near the scene of the crime at the day of the murder's money. But not the other two. Right. Okay. And then he was with somebody. I just explained it to you. He was with somebody else. They couldn't confirm whether Dominique Tier and Jason Baldwin. That was his girlfriend. Right? Similar. Yeah. Right. yeah. So you're saying Jason Baldwin and Damien Eccles' girlfriend looked similar? At that time, they both had very long hair. I think really? Baldwin had long hair at the time, yeah. Okay, so they couldn't distinguish if it was a man or a woman. Okay, so they saw two people then, right? Correct. Mm -hmm. Not just one. Okay, so now we're, they actually did say, see two people. Damien Eccles, and it was Jason Baldwin, or it was his girlfriend, but they couldn't make it out because they couldn't distinguish right. if it was a man or okay. They didn't, they couldn't, it was nighttime or dusk or something. Yeah, like that. right. Okay. 
So then uh, they didn't see Jesse and Miss Kelly then, right? They didn't see him at all. They didn't see three three people there. They saw only two people. That's correct. And they couldn't correctly identify Jason Baldwin because, like you said, it, it could have been. I'll say it again for the third time. I'll say it for friend. the third time. They confirmed they saw Eccles. He was muddy. They were with well, somebody I know, else. I know they that. They couldn't tell whether that somebody else was Dominique Tier or Jason Baldwin. Right. So you can't. Okay. So I'm like, I'm just playing. Okay. Uh, so they can't say, okay, yeah, I did see Jason Baldwin along with Damien Eccles there. So really all, all, you know, they could say is, yeah, I definitely definitively saw Damien Eccles, but I cannot, you know, uh, clearly say that um, I did see Jason Baldwin there. So really they only saw Jason or Damien Eccles. Because they're unsure about the other two, right? They don't know if it was Jason Baldwin. Exactly or is... what I've said. Yeah. Well, okay. Exactly so, well, do you, um, me, do you want me to clarify it for the fourth time? Because we can go over it again. No, no, no. I'm just trying to say yeah. because uh, I'm just saying because it's only the one person that was identified. But you're trying to bring in, uh, you know, right. like I'm not trying uh, to bring in anything. I'm just trying to well, relate to you. No, what because the Hollingsworth family family said right. Before. Because I never heard about this. I never heard about the Hollingsworth family about their testimony. So, so now we know. So they they saw Damien. Well, you're not supposed to hear. Just to let you know, nobody's really supposed to know about all the facts in this case. That's yeah. the whole thing. So people have like a if no. you omit, if you deliberately, if somebody deliberately omits the step by step investigation right. following this, police procedure that they did to. Yeah gather gather the information and then get a conviction you can just make anything up as you go along the yeah. crucial things were the in-court statements right. of these families who saw something and that was enough for these 12 juries to unanimously right. convict that is the way the legal system works right right so the hollingsworth family was it all like all of the family were they in a car driving by and they saw correct. Him? that's correct oh mm -hmm. that's right okay no, I'm sorry about that because I, I don't know about the Hollingsworth family. I, I haven't read your book, so that's why I kind of asked, you know, I don't know who these who this family was that identified Damien Eccles along the side of the road that was wet and muddy. That's why I'm, I'm asking how much, you know. Um, yeah. So, okay. Um, so they saw him and according to the... Um, uh, I mean, I can repeat this. So this is it. This is the statement driver. of... Tabitha Hollingsworth. So she says, I, I, we're going to get my aunt from work and LG saw Damien and them walking, walking back from over there, that place where these kids got killed at. Robin Hood. Robin Hood's like, yes. They were coming down by Love's right beside the place because they were walking back this way on the service road on the shoulder. Could you tell what they were wearing? Well, Damien had uh, black pants on with holes in the knees and she had a long black shirt and was wearing all black. He had black boots on, black shirt, black pants on. They were muddy. Who were in the car with you that night? Mommy, Anthony, me, daddy, just our family. Where were you going? To my grandmother's work. Grandmother. Where did she work? Flash market. At the laundromat. Approximately what time was this when you were all going to pick them up? About 9 or 9.30. So you were going down the South Service Road towards Ingram to the flash market. By loves. And then you saw Damien and Dominic. Yes. Uh-huh, she says. <laughs> A lot of these statements in English is not uh, great. Their grammar isn't great. So... Did you any see with Dominic and Dominic and Damien? No, but you definitely that you are definite that you saw them approximately 930 that night. Yeah, there's no doubt. Tabitha, no doubt in my mind. I know that was her. I know her. 
Did anybody in the car recognize him? Yeah. Did anybody make a statement that there's Dominique and Damien? Yes, mommy did. Can I just stop you there? <clears throat> can, I, <laughs> can I just stop you there? So how did they know it was 930, right at 930? Did they check their watch just before they saw them? Or how did they know for sure it was at, at the time was right? That's just what's in the statement. Mm. Okay, that's just, yeah. That's what they said, right? So there, there's no leeway. Oh, maybe it could have been nine, eight, ten. Well, then it would be pitch black out, right? It wouldn't be dusk. Right. Good point. So that's, uh, you know, I, I, I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, figure this thing out because when someone, oh, exactly at 930, I saw them. I saw well, David, you have I, to go back and look through because later on in the statement, it says, okay. The, the, well, I haven't read your the, book, uh, William. So you, right, please, can, can you, yeah. So I'll what, tell you right now, but I'm just saying that you're walking off. You have to read through the totality of the facts of the statements. Well, that these no, no, people yeah, but, going through. I'm helping you. His, he goes back. He asked her again. He says, Wednesday night, nine o'clock. Let's go over that one more time. You said it was approximately nine 15 to nine 30. Tabitha. Yeah. So, nine, you know, they're nine, asking him questions, right? 9.15 to 9.30. Okay. Correct. So now, now we, before it was 9.30, but now it's, now you tell me it's between 9.15 and 9.30. So, so see what I mean? So the, the more, the more you're talking about it, then I, the more I get educated on, right? My, right. You should read this. The thing is, is that a lot of these, the court files are all online. People saved them all. It used to be Al Callahan 8K. I think I mentioned that in the intro. Yeah. Um, It'd be good for everybody to read this court statement, court statements, the trial record, all that stuff. Where do you go for that again? Which, uh... It's Callahan. It used to be Callahan 8K, www, Callahan, like Carrie Callahan. Yeah, you know, I think the, I uh, uh, I think I clicked on the link, but it's, it said page not found or something like that. It's now on, on Callahan.mysites.com. Callahan.mysites.com. Okay. Yeah, mysite.com. Mysite.com. Okay. So I didn't know. Okay, because so that's a, f a family that drove by and they saw him and it, someone that could have been the girlfriend or um, uh, Jason Baldwin. Okay. And then we have the um, uh, Jesse Miss Kelly. He came forward and confessed, right? So you're saying he confessed four times, five times? Well, he confessed after his I, conviction, I think four or five times. Yeah. Some are some are recorded. So those are recorded. You can actually hear the audio. You can go onto YouTube and go, Jesse, Miss Kelly, confessions. They're mm -hmm. all there. Right, I think right. they're probably still on Callahan. I hope they are. So you can go to Callahan. You have all the whole Hollingsworth family. You've got Anthony Hollingsworth, LG Hollingsworth Jr., Narlene Hollingsworth. Rick Hollingsworth, Sarah Hollingsworth, Tabitha Hollingsworth. They're all making statements. And I think some of them are at the trial. So I think the, I don't remember. I think some of these are at the trial. I'm not sure. And so they asked every single family member that, who they saw? They have, you can see their statements, subject, handwritten statements. It's all there. Every person in the car. Okay. So yes, uh, 
so the, like you said there was no physical evidence so there was an eyewitness right I, you're going there's no by- physical evidence direct physical evidence tying to the to the to the crime but there were things that kind of that could be implicated they were known to have or be walking around with like staves or sticks or something like that those were founded there yeah. there's also kind of like um I think it was blue wax that the same similar blue wax was found at one of the trailers. Mm-hmm. So that was found there, but you know, there's nothing like direct, like, Oh, that was it. And you have to remember it's 93. Uh, yeah. The DNA evidence isn't as sophisticated as it is now. Yeah. So it wasn't yeah. even a matter of the case. There was also luminol testing, but that wasn't even acceptable as evidence in trials at that time. But you can see the luminol pictures in the case files. So there's blood all over the place. Hmm. All over where? All over the scene of the crime, the area where the crime took place. Really, really. Because yeah. I was just gonna, I was just gonna ask you, did they take a sample of the of the water of the slough water? And uh... not to my knowledge. Yeah. I think so, that there was this guy named Bojangles Man at the yeah. same time the crime took place. That's right. Yeah, was he was. Guy. Wasn't he at a? Um, uh, I think he was at the Blue Beacon uh, truck stop in the bathroom. yeah truck stop trying to use the. He was in the bathroom, right, in the public washroom. And he had blood all he, over him or something? Blood you, and excre- either mud or blood and excrement is what they said. Right. And, so yeah. he, so was, he was in there washing and doing yeah, strange stuff. Doing strange and things. And the police were there. called. Yeah. The police were called and they took evidence and that evidence got lost. I think they took evidence or scrapings of something like that. So, and it just got lost. Okay. Yeah. And he's well, always been like considered like that's really the real suspect. Mm-hmm. I think he was African-American, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I police were so. called twice. I, no, I don't believe it was him. I don't believe, no. He had no connection to this. But it's just all strange, isn't it? How everything is so close together. Like, right, right. Yeah, no, there's all kinds of, go read through yeah. the police statements. Go look at the Ricky Clymer statement, the uh, Alvis Clem Bly statements. These were not in court, but they were giving the police the idea of what was happening in that environment. It was very strange. There's all kinds of things going on at Stonehenge. Mm-hmm. Um and the, the test, the statement of, of Miss Kelly is not really believable. So people are like, oh, this can't be true. So they discount that. But he admitted to the crime. He, there were other like indicators that were there. But yeah. if they ever retried these guys, the, the statements of, of Miss Kelly, audio statements that he did it would be damning. Right. If they it got in front of a jury, in my opinion. So Miss Kelly testified and he had an iq of 72 so that's uh mentally well, hold on that, that's what they say if you read the actual case core uh yeah the actual well, records hang on william he, he, I, I haven't read the actual so i'm just going by right, the well movie. this is a problem yeah. i'm educating you about it okay good another statement in there where he, they said his iq is 88 obviously not brilliant but okay, well, they, they, well his defense attorneys why are they kind of splitting hairs there splitting hairs no, 72? no it's not oh. It's not because if your IQ gets at a certain point, it's not the statements are not admissible because. Well, yeah, but but from so seventy two, se- hang on, from seventy two to what? What was it? 80? 80, 80, 80. 80. That's still borderline eight, retarded, eight, isn't it? Eight, eight. Eighty eight. Yeah, he's not very bright. Yeah. But that's not. I mean, you're kind of splitting hairs there. He, that's still eighty eight. I'm not splitting bright. hairs. That's still borderline retarded. That's still borderline retarded, though, isn't it? What's important to understand is that the legal stand. No, the important to understand is that the legal standard for admissibility of his statements under a certain IQ 
That's it's right. not even admissible because he's and it's uh, I think it's 72 or 70. 72. So I think that yeah. I think that his attorneys ha I think there was an incentive to make him yeah even dumber in the public's Just, eyes. So okay, yeah. Well, I remember you know watching the the, the film and uh, his the, his attorney was saying, well, you know, you, you can't just take this when he was on the stand. I think it was a police police officer or he was saying, how can you, you know, um, take his confession when he did you know he you know he had a um, a mental what can you what do you say a mental um, impediment. Yeah, impediment there. So how do, how could his confession be? How could you take it for full if he was? Do you know what I mean? Like I'm just going by what the defense attorney was saying, and he was trying to refute that. Well, how can you you know take his testimony as truth when he's borderline retarded and he you know he doesn't know what he's talking about and he doesn't know what he's exactly. saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, so then, okay. So he got bumped up to 88. Okay. Um, no, he didn't get bumped up. He got deflated to 72. It's very oh, so originally, very, he very was important. Eight, this thing. Originally he was 88. Right. That's what I'm saying. In the court case, there's a one. I mean, let me pull it up. Let me see if I can find this record. Because that's, I'm just going by the film, William. I haven't read your Right. Well, that's, the, pro yeah. that's the problem. That's the problem. Well, <laughs> Well, I can't read every book, William, but I'm I'm just right. well. That's why I have you on here, right, to discuss right. this, discuss right. your 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 um, your book and. Let's see, I have. Let's see. We can actually play. This, we can have fun and play some of Miss Kelly's. Uh, no, I I I really, you know, I really enjoy this because it's you know, I, and everyone is going by the film, right? Everyone is going off of the film. All the evidence, everything there. And they're saying, oh, these kids got fingered because they were, um, they dressed in black and they listened to Metallica music and they, I don't know if they practiced witchcraft or Satanism or whatever, that they're automatically the, the suspects, um, you know, that kill these three, three boys. Now, I just want to ask you, um, I mean, you can't, you can't just go on that, right? So, but the only thing, like, like, like you said, there was no physical evidence. <laughs> Can there's I ask? No physical, uh, there's tons right. of physical evidence. There's no physical evidence tying, tying. the three to the crime. That's a very important right. distinction. Then how, okay. Um, yeah. What they should have done is they should have took a, a sample of that water. If they were investigating the scene, that would have been very helpful. And, you know, do you think, William, that these kids were killed somewhere else and just dropped no. there? No, no, no. no? Okay. What what makes you believe that? I, I just want to question. It's like oh, the, the facts that I told you. Like there was there was a lot of blood there. It seems like an out of the way place. There's no evidence. Nobody ever seeing anything so, happening. So, so nobody saw people moving around or like oh then yeah. I saw him go there and this. So according clearly, to, according they clearly to the, tried to behind yeah. them. They were pushed yeah. down into the mud underneath That's right. the water. That's right. Okay. Trying to find this. Let's see if I can So that was the primary crime scene, right? You're saying that they were not moved there. I believe that that's my opinion, yeah. Your opinion. Okay. Um, and then because we're not privy to the police records, you are, 
Um, and you're saying that you're they're... privy. Europe is no, but now as privy to them as me. I now, was based upon public records. Was this available back when you wrote your book? This absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Well, it's the same I'm records. Sure, I'm sure a lot of people don't know it. So yeah, go go there. And... They should. They yeah. Really should. Yeah. They Here, should. Here's yeah. this. This is the court. This is um, an IQ test. He says, Mr. Davis, doctor, which one of the IQ tests that was performed? Answer, the Wexler Adult Intelligence Scale revised. Question, okay, do you recall what the results of those tests were, the ones that Wilkins performed? Answer, I recall that Mr. Miskelly's score was in the borderline range, and that, with the exception of two of the 10 subtests, his scores were in the lower range, in the borderline range, essentially. And did you also review where it indicated that he had performed and scored 88 and 84 on previous IQ tests? Answer, yes, I did. Okay. All right. So that clears that up, I guess. Right. So, yeah. Um, and so you're saying that there was all, there was blood there at the, at the crime scene. There, there was tons according, of blood there. Tons according of blood. to the luminol tests, it the luminol, looked like, yeah. Yeah, and you can just type in uh, luminol West yeah. Memphis three test. You can see the pictures. So, but I, I'm just bringing this up because a lot of people don't know this when they just watch right. the film. They watch the right. They're not documented. When they that's hang on, and when they watch the film, okay. there's no blood anywhere. That's why I'm trying right. to. You know what I mean? So many people. That's, think, a, that's why I wanted you on to clarify because you wrote a book about it, right? You have you you were privy to the you know the police records and stuff. So that's why I you know. So yeah, now that, the way you use the word privy sounds like that I had did like went through three levels of a safe to get to the police. No, they're no. publicly available. Wrong word. Wrong word. Available. Sorry, wrong word. They're publicly available. But I'm just saying a lot of people don't know that. And so now you're directing them to where they can find the, these records. Uh, right? there, there should be an additional question. Why don't they know that? That's yeah, really important. That's, that's correct. Why yeah. do people think they can watch a movie and think that they're getting informed? I know. Why do they call it a documentary when it's really not documentary? I know. It's documenting I know. I, stuff. And that's it's why just, I wanted you and on. And that goes into public perception, the yeah. creation of character, uh, all kinds of uh, perceptual things about human beings. Yeah. yeah. And why do they trust these directors? How many yeah. other so-called documentaries are really uh, position pieces or activist pieces? Very important. Yeah. So yeah. there was tons of blood there, but then the uh, the, the producers and directors of that um, West Memphis Three, they, they just decided not to include that in the film. Why? Right. Why not? Why? Good. Ask them. That's a great question. Totally agree with that. Yeah. See what I mean? There's so many things we, in that film well, that you don't should, add up. Yeah, with the, with the they, real. They evidence. omit so much stuff. I'm they glad you said so that. Say it again. Say it again. They omit so many things. Omission is the greatest form of lie. That's what George Orwell no, said. Say it that in so the film they omitted so much evidence because there's people that don't believe that. Say it. Well, they're, I, they're, they omitted tons of information. There we go. I mean, one of the reasons yeah. why I wrote my book is because to kind of actually put the court record, people have said, criticized my work as, yeah. wow, you just took the court case and laid it out in a timeline by dates. And I said, exactly. That exactly. was my whole intent. And right. So people could understand. Right. This is how it developed. This is what happened in real time, not what somebody's trying to convince you. Right. So right. And then you have to ask the question, why is somebody trying to convince you otherwise? Why are they leaving important information out? Yeah. What, why don't they live? Why didn't the documentaries? They had a chance. They had three documentaries. They left out Exhibit 500. 
they left out this vitally important corpus. They left out the three times Eccles was in a mental institution. They left out the Woods affidavit. They left out Clymer. They left out Bly. They left out Hollings. A lot of Hollings were stuff. They left out, they omitted, they didn't even tell an authentic story in my opinion. And, well, and it's it's, it's really effective because it's a mind virus and it's a, it's an infection that's yeah. uh, gone through our whole society. Really, it's really a bad. It's terrible. Yeah. So it's all glamorized for like Hollywood, right? Absolutely. Make they it- sold a lot. I mean, I think you have to go back and look at the sales. I think that's that's like the incentive is let's keep the story going. Let's get some sales. Let's put some drama in this. Make mm-hmm. it titillating. Make it spectacular. Instead of getting and getting away from the actual, the actual facts and evidence that was compiled and, and put into court, into a court of law, that in that you know a judicial proceeding that followed the rules of evidence and followed proper procedure, they're, they're, like you have to kind of go, almost go back to fundamentals. Why do you have a court of law? Why do you have a judge? Why do you have opposing counsel? Why do you have rules of evidence? Why do you have evidentiary hearings? A lot of people just excise that from criminal true crime, which is the number one genre, but they just leave out the basic facts of why there's these steps that people go through. And it's so you have a proceeding that isn't tainted by falsities or uh, political ideology or anything like that, that people, then the jury can come in and just go, okay, this is what happened. And then you have the opposing counsel. This is not what happened. I have a completely different view. And so the jury looks at all that evidence and goes, What's really true? What are we going to go back and deliberate on? Okay, this is what happened. This is what I think really happened. I think mm-hmm. prosecution made their case, and this guy was guilty. And then let's let's sentence him. Mm-hmm. I mean, this these there's a reason why. That's why you have to watch these court cases. Right. Hollywood has raped the mind of the American people. It's not even. I'm not even saying that like as hyperbole. Yeah. This is a perfect example of mind rape. These documentaries. So when you start talking about people, I watch. I have tons of people who think. They're very educated about the West Memphis Three because they spent time watching 430 minutes of three documentaries that said you just got mind raped. You got misinformed. Yeah, yeah. And so you got propagandized, in my opinion. So, like, what do you do? That's why I'm glad I have you on because so many people don't – they think exactly what's in the documentary is exactly how it happened. (laughs) You see what I mean? And so it's embarrassing. Why do they, they think fit, like that? Yeah, especially when you can find the court cases. Like you can go and look at these, right. what the police are doing. They're gathering evidence. Right. They're following police procedure. Everybody well, says they're corrupt or the police are yeah. the judge is a joke. Yeah. Prove it. Because this court, you can look through the trans the transcripts are in thousands and thousands of pages. They yeah. are doing their legwork. There's all kinds of uh, police officers who've been improperly maligned. Yeah. Uh, by the public in these, and I think that's another downplay of Sanofsky and Berlinger, who I don't respect at all. Mm. I don't view, view them as good people. I certainly don't view, in my opinion, Berlinger yeah. is a good person, and HBO dropped the ball on this as well. So I, I hold them in disrepute as well, in my opinion. Yeah. But these guys are doing real legwork. They're interviewing people. You can go through. They're asking questions. Tell me the story. Can you talk? You don't. I'm just wondering if. There's so Why? many videos of it too. There's all the all these statements yeah. of these kids. Somebody saying they saw Jesse Miss Kelly come back, give him his shoes. He was crying. Miss Kelly seems to be the only one with a little bit of conscience among the three, in my opinion. See, all of these things I don't know, and I, I bet you ninety nine point nine percent of the people don't know. So what happened again? Yeah. Miss Kelly came back with shoes. 
Well, there was another statement by, I don't think it was LG Hollingsworth. It was uh, some other child who came back. It was, let's see, I can't remember his name, but he had, it was a recorded video and he was talking about Miss Kelly crying, giving him his shoes. The um, kids never shoes. made it into court. The kids shoes? Yeah. Well, no. how come Ms. Kelly gave his shoes to the kid? How come this didn't come into court? How come it didn't make it into court? There's a, it's a really interesting question. I, I don't know what the decision of some of these prosecutors was, is yeah. why some of these statements weren't in court. Clymer, to my knowledge, wasn't in court and, and this other statement, but it was part of the it was part of the investigation. The investigative notes, the statements were there. Yeah. I think it was Buddy. The kid's name, the video's on there. You can actually see it on my YouTube page. Buddy Lucas. Buddy, Buddy Lucas was his name. He, so he, he got an agreement to trade his tennis, uh, Miss Kelly's, his tennis shoes for Miss Kelly's boots, I think is what it was. Hmm. Okay. What, he what? gave his boots to the to to there. Yeah, let's see. He consented to blood and hair samples. Let's see. Let's see a statement. Well, how come uh, there's not Jesse? A... This is a statement from this is a statement from Buddy Nichols. Jesse gave me a shoe wearing home about four months ago because I got mine mud on me. Billy and me and Jesse were wheeling in mud next to Highland Trail. Jeff by the shoes, white Adidas. There's a different one. There's kind of a video of him talking. It's really interesting. Well, this is yeah. qu quite, uh, I mean, eye-opening that this all this evidence was not, you know, included as part of, I, I don't understand. I have to go back and go back through the whole court transcript, but now, some of the stuff got what, in and some William, of it didn't. How come it's someone, all the decision of the prosecutor. Yeah. What's the most compelling evidence that the police have compiled well, that will get these guys properly convicted. I think, I think the most compelling evidence was the girls at the at the baseball game. The girls at and the baseball game. And then Hollingsworth and then putting Eccles on the stand and talking to him and, and seeing what he says. He talked about Crowley. They really revealed and exposed his interest in esotericism and the occult. Okay, can we just stop there though? Okay, so just because he has an interest in in that. I, I mean, uh, I'm not for it or anything. I You know, I, I don't uh, you know, uh, Satanism and all this. I, I don't agree with it. I don't think it's actual, it's an actual, um, religion. Is, I'm sure you know that, right? Of course. Yeah, yeah of course. You I've know done everything. a biography on Crowley. <laughs> you know, everything. The about reason this. I got involved yeah. in this case was because yeah. of my interest in Crowley. Yeah. And you wrote a, a book about that too. I'd like you to talk about that in a, in a, uh, another, um, sure. video, if you don't mind, that would be interesting. Yeah. Anytime. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. My suggestion to you is just take, get rid of this whole. Oh yeah, movie. I wanted to, really three movies. I wanted get to it ask out of your you. brain and go back, read my book. Yeah, I'll read. Go your... see where I got my stuff I'll, from I'll, the court transcripts. I'll, 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 I'll buy your book. I'll buy your book and, and look into that. And I think a lot of people, well, everyone should, because if you're just going by the HBO film, you're not going to get a complete picture here, right? And that's what we get deceived, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so, 
And that's what all I'm going off to because I, I haven't read your book yet. So that's why I'm just asking these questions. But since you know, I mean, you know everything about this case practically, why don't you make a documentary or bring people in that know uh, or evidence that was I've made I've made so or... many films and videos on the West Memphis Three that got censored, but you can still see some of the remnants of them on my YouTube channel, William Ramsey Investigates. I can't get into my other channel no, no. because we're in a freaking Nazi state and they, yeah. they like book burning, digital book burning, but yeah. um, so, it's embarrassing. So you I actually you can't did, even believe that you did make that a, I would get censored. You, you I made, make, I made, I must've made 50 how many documents on the West Memphis. How many? I said, I've made 50 different videos. Oh, on I didn't different hear you. Things. I've, 50 I've different. written, you know, 50 yeah. different videos I've done. I've made about 15 different articles. Yeah. Some of which are not in my book, but are on my website, William Ramsey Investigates. You can go read those. Right. You can talk about the horns of pan, sign of silence, all kinds of these themes that are yeah, present can we, in culture yeah, in the West Memphis area. Can we talk about, yeah, let's let's get back to when Eccles was on the stand and he was talking about, well, they were asking him about uh, Aleister Crowley and all this, right? And um, right. so after he was arrested. Isn't this the, the sound of silence? Right, correct, yeah. right, right in uh satanism right in the yeah. occult yeah occult, in the occult satanism, whatever yeah. we want to call it and so what is that to um, say uh you're I, I will never betray betray yeah okay right. silence is golden you won't talk about certain stuff yeah um you won't reveal the cult or the agreements or people involved in it rituals. yeah yeah that's a core kind of belief in all that stuff even the even in masonry and that shut. but the um the real thing that really got me interested in the case, I had just come off writing a biography of Crowley, and I saw the video on on the, of, from Paradise Lost of the prosecutor asking Eccles yeah. about yeah. Aleister Crowley. He asks him, a direct, asks him a direct question. Well, who is this person, Aleister Crowley? And then Eccles says that he thought he was a god. And so then they ask him more questions. So after he was arrested, and between, between the time of his arrest and the trial, and this was entered into the court so that the jury could see it. Eccles had been scribbling the names of people and, and then having a side kind of secret alphabet. So the um, uh, English letters would correspond to some secret alphabet. So he was writing it and he did Aleister Crowley, Jason Baldwin, I think Damien Eccles, and then the name of the son. And he did that with the secret thing. So the, the price of who is Aleister Crowley? That, Aleister Crowley became an interest in the case and the prosecution team had a copy of magic and theory and practice on the, on the table so you can actually see that they actually show that in paradise lost the first one in 1996 so that was really kind of the whole issue they asked him other questions on the stand about the pentagram that he had on his chest they asked him about um what? how much of, do you know about the occult he says i know everything about it so he admitted that so he exposed oh. a lot of things on that uh, during under yeah. examination at that at that court. I just want to ask you um, what what connected uh, the occult and Satanism to to this crime? Like just because they they saw Damien Eccles on the road that night. Well, there's a lot that's not known. There's yeah. no there, all the statements of Eccles is that he was into the occult. And, and he, then, admit, he said he knew everything about it on the stand. And then people could say, so then, well, yeah, well, so what? People could say, so what? Right, yeah. Right. How do you connect that to three boys being murdered, savagely murdered? Right. Right. 
Well, you have to read Crowley. Yeah, but but then you're going to, people should, well, you have to ask yourself, just because they believe in this doesn't mean they're going to go out and actually kill people. Right, right, right. So we're just going on, okay. The testimony of the Hollingsworth family and then the, the girls at the softball game and then other people too. Those are the most compelling thing. And also what, what Eccles said on the stand where he admitted he had knowledge of the crime that wasn't in the papers. So how would you, how would you have that information unless you were there? Really? He said that? Yes. That he has information about this case. Correct. I have to go back and read. You can send my book. I mean, I have to go back and reread all that stuff. But yeah. Okay. Well, that doesn't. Oh, okay. Wow. Well, then see, then how come that didn't come out? How come that's not out? That he actually confessed. It's out. Confession. It's in my book. I know, but people are not going off your book. They all confess. They're going they off this confess. HBO film. That's what they're, right. you know, that's their holy grail here. You know what I mean? Of course, so, they want you to believe in that. Yes, they want you to believe that. They yeah. want you to be believe in Devil's Knot, too. Oh, God. That's yeah. sketchy, too. And same with the Dark Spell. What was her name, Barbara? Devil's Knot. Well, the writer is uh, Mara Leverett. Oh, Mara Leverett. Yeah. And can you briefly just uh, well, that was kind of the supposedly the book of that kind of. I think if I remember correctly, they kind of point the finger at uh, she points the finger at John Mark Byers in that as a potential other suspect. I, I didn't really focus on that when I wrote my book, I just looked at the core documents, but I remember it not being that great. And she was really, um, in my opinion, she, I mean, she was at this most recent hearing and she acted like an activist, like she wasn't objective. And, those, and that's kind of another strange thing about a lot of these cases. These guys have involved, in my opinion, involved themselves in the case in a way that discredits them from being objective. Like they, I've seen Berlinger hanging out with Depp and Eccles and mm -hmm. being at parties. There's pictures of them partying, to, uh, pictures of them together on Instagram. Sure. And, uh, well, it's just like OJ. Questionable. Yeah. It's like, you know, they have a celebrity here and, uh, you know, I guess in that case, the police were called, you know, so many times, but he just came out and, you know, gave him signed this and, you know, give him a signed picture or whatever. The best thing you can do, look, the best thing you can do is read my book and tell me where I'm lying or where I'm wrong. Do you know that in my, in the publications of all my books, you know what my record of lawsuits is? Zero. Yeah. I've never been sued. No. I'm an attorney. I know all these facts. I went through and studied evidence, criminal law, criminal procedure. I know. I know all that stuff. I'm just retelling the story like in a factual way. I go into court and into another court of law outside That's... of Arkansas. And if it's a functioning court with simple standards, they'll just go, this is all from a court record. How could he even be lying? Where is he telling a fake truth? Yeah. And what they would actually say is go, you missed a couple different things because I know I missed stuff in there. I know the book is good enough, but I know I missed a couple things. I would, I just haven't gone back and rewrite it. I felt like it was enough to put out there. Right. But right. I've done tons of work. I've done tons of work since 2012. I've yeah. been all over social media. Right. I've done I've done 50 doc I've done 50 small featurettes that are very simple to to, to digest. Right. So I've done the work. I did it a long time ago. I think my book stands up the test of time. It's 10 years old. Yeah. Um. 
So, and so, so, like so still- a, I mean, here's the problem is you don't know all the battles that I've fought for decades. You don't know that, but I've come across the same people. They're coming off of these dumb documentaries and yeah. I have to tell them, no, you don't even know what you're talking about. No, but that's you don't even good. know the basic facts. If you but watch that- those documentaries, you don't know the basic facts of this case. Yeah. You have no nothing, you, you know, just... Yeah. Yeah, garbage. I, I know. Garbage. Well, I, I, that's why I wanted you on because that's because people think, well, that's all we we have to go off of is that this HBO film. No, they right? don't. There's tons. There's other books. There's George Jared's book written one about the West Memphis Three. There's Mark Parasquia who's on site. Call I forgot the name of that book. And then you know, obviously, people don't listen to my broadcast because I've had another Blood on Black, uh, Gary. Gary Morshar, I, mean, I can't remember his last name, but there's two a really good book. His book is probably better than mine, actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, What's it? What's he his was name? On site. What's his name? Ter- I'm trying to remember. His Terry. Terry. Was it Terry? Gary Meese. Gary Meese. Gary Meese. Can you spell it? M e e c e. Okay. So that you're saying that book is even better. Okay. Than yours. I think he does a great job. I've, yeah. I've interviewed him multiple times. He was on site. So he kind of knew a lot of the fake stuff that came out. Like he, I've never been to West Memphis. I don't, I'm not from there. I'm in California. I yeah. just knew like after reading the court docs, there was something really skeezy about this. But yeah. um, Mies was, I think he worked at the, the local hmm. paper there. So he oh, really? was really he knew all that stuff. Yeah, he's a great interview. I've interviewed him. You can go to William Ramsey Investigates. Look up Blood on Black, Gary Meese. He's still talking. He's been mm-hmm. on Roberta Glass's show, I think. Mm-hmm. True Crime Report. Mm-hmm. And uh, his books are great. I highly recommend those. Okay, I'll check that out. Uh, yeah. So. There's George Jared, and I think there's some, there's some other people I won't mention who've done a terrible job. Like the... The kind of infotainment true crime types have really done a disservice to the people by not including a lot of the facts of the case. And yeah. there are a lot of those people out there. There's more than less. Well, how people, they, how I mean, if make... you can't find something, if you're not looking for it, if you're not looking for the truth, you're yeah. never going to get you're never gonna right. get stuff. So just you because it's an HBO film, people say, oh, yeah, it, this is all true. This is all 100% truth here. This is... Uh... Exactly how it went down, right? This, that's what people are thinking when they're watching this. They say it to me all the time. Oh I have arguments God. online. Bro, I'm getting educated here. Look what happened. Yeah, yeah look at look at how yeah, they you're were getting. Yeah, yeah. In my opinion, you are getting mind raped. No, yeah, I know I'm that t- there's a lot more facts to the case. Well, I know. I know that you know, right? I'm just saying that's what I mean. a lot of people base their. Well, that's their why I wrote the books. Yes. That's why I wrote the book is to kind of try. Well, then people better the record go more straight. People should go out and buy your book, buy your book. Interesting, interesting thing. When I published my book, the Supreme Court of Arkansas put my book up on their website as a recommended read. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah, I have a screenshot of that. I was right underneath. uh, Oh, that's great. Yeah. What does that say? (laughs) Well, what what does that tell you? What you wrote is is the truth because you're you're basing all your, you know. It's towards the truth. It's more truthful. Like, I know that I've missed a couple of things. I should have put in the Supreme yeah, Court's appeal to the original case. That was an oversight that I made a mistake. Yeah. And I should have focused more on the the proceedings 
the, yeah. like the actual in court proceedings. I should have emphasized that more looking back if I ever felt like I needed to go back and rewrite it. But those are all very important because the appeals process from going to the Supreme Court, looking at the lower court, it actually validates everything that happened at that local court under Barnett, that judge, mm-hmm. and validates the, the two prosecutors who were unfairly maligned, Fogelman and Price, I think. Mm-hmm. And they did a real dis- It shows you the power of the media because I saw them interview Fogelman and they just didn't give a nice, objective, let him talk type thing. I felt like they were just really wanting to, in a very dishonest, in my opinion, a very dishonest, biased way, make Fogelman look bad. Right. And so there may have been some real, uh, I mean, I just kind of get that feeling that there was a real distaste mm-hmm. for people in Arkansas and they really made it, portrayed them badly through HBO. I think they were, in, I think that was really kind of one of their goals, make them all look like, uh, insensate hillbilly types yeah. including Fogelman in my opinion yeah yeah so and, and like you said you, you have how many different documentaries and stuff that you made right to try to correct the record right try to yeah right well I included a lot of these things from the from the court case and from the evidentiary record the statements so you can go back they were all censored by Google which is an evil corporation yeah working okay. against the interests of interests of the American people but um, and it's really fascism, but they're finding out that these these DAs are finding out that the president and somebody from the presidential office is calling these companies and telling what to censor. Mm. It's, it's textbook fascism and should be resisted yeah. all over the place. Right. But um, I made tons of stuff. I was, you know, I was talking to people. I fought these battles. You are probably the hundredth person. I have tons of people online. I have screenshots of all of them. Hey, I watched all three documentaries. I've got a good handle on the case. You remember people say that to me all the time. I just look at them and my eyes roll back in my head. I just go, yeah. And I think that you really the presumption is is that these people who put time into putting a documentary are going to tell you the truth. And that's always, not always the truth. Making a murderer was a disaster too. Yeah, they left was... a lot of stuff out of that case. Yeah. So some of these so-called true crime are not. Yeah. They should be a different category. False yeah. crime. Uh, yeah. biased crime, biased crime. some of these people none of these people criminals can ever do wrong a lot of the innocence project cases in my opinion are a disaster these people did the crime and uh yeah there's nobody i mean you can talk to some of these people in the penal system they nobody in death row says they committed the crime they're all of about it. yeah of course yeah they're so, all i innocent. mean and it's about the credulity of the american people and it's yeah. kind of like people wanting a good story as, as opposed to the facts and i think that they've been They've been kind of like something has morphed in their brains where the American people would rather have kind of a fantasy, fantastical worldview than the cold, hard quest for truth, which doesn't have a lot of excitement or passion. You should have a cold, hard passion for the truth. Yeah, but, but you, you should want to know the truth. story is much better. Yeah. I mean, there's if... Americans are suckers, suckers for fake story that. Makes yeah, them but, feel good, just like at the end of the TV news, like, oh, and here's the good dog got saved from a tree story. Yeah, but um, but that's that's ridiculous because it's not true. So how can they put stuff out? So how did how did HBO put stuff out that was totally? I mean, there's stuff in there that I think totally... these 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 movies won awards too, if I remember correctly. I I believe I think right. They do. So there's nobody to really check them, and I, I think that that I think that there's probably a financial interest. Of course, yeah. Um, there's probably. Uh, 
you know, I think that the story that these guys were railroaded is a, is a sellable story. Yeah. So I think that that was what the story is, and we're going to go with it instead of looking at the facts of the actual case. Right. And I forgot who this woman was. There was like a uh, a picture that I had back in the day. She was a very she was a documentary head of the documentary department for HBO at one point, and she's like sitting there clapping for three convicted child killers. It's incredible. Hmm. And they, you know, and then nobody can get away from the fact that they're convicted. That's right. Why don't you overturn the convicted? If I got convicted of stealing two uh you know sugar you know baby roofs from the 7-eleven and it was fake i would spend all my time getting that conviction overturned right. i would show proof or something to the court somebody's yeah it's very rare that the courts go through all that problem and get all that evidence and, and somebody's falsely in prison it does happen but i don't think it's really that common mm-hmm. uh, just because of the structure of the system i mean the system doesn't always work but you have yeah. to jump through so many hoops grab the Get the evidence, get the DA to, to press charges, get a judge, go through the whole proceeding. And then, I mean, then get 12 people to all agree that this is what happened. It's very, you know, I, I you just, can't just make stuff up. No, I mean, you can't. If, if the, if the make it fantastical just to get, you know, views and money. And you and can just say goodbye to your bar court. license. If yeah. you put stuff in court that, or you omit stuff that has to be there, um, you're done. That's right. You're done. You're done. It's Brady violations, all this stuff. Just legions of prosecutors get used to get busted. I mean, by leaving stuff out or omitting things from opposing opposing counsel. Yeah. In court, you cannot. Uh, do there that. are there's but, so many checks and balances. It's just yeah. like that's why the system functions fairly well. If people get caught, there's judges who corrupt. Um, but I, I nobody can what... show. Well, you can say this. Nobody's really shown accurate proof. Yeah. In any way, shape, or form, that anything inappropriate in this case happened, other than there might have been something in one of the jury pools that got information that wasn't supposed to be there. But other than that, yeah, I don't. Yeah, nothing comes to mind. So, what was the plea in 2011? Right? It was they they yeah, they called they it got released, but they had to still uh, like they were guilty still, right? They had to. Uh, how did that? How did that come about? Okay. So it was the, an arrangement. So it was an arrangement with the, so the Alfred, the, the Alfred law, Alford, Alford, yeah, Alford, Alford. Yeah, it's based yeah. upon a Supreme Court case, Alford versus North Carolina. Yeah. And he was convicted, but he was allowed to profess his innocence publicly. So uh, they agreed to an Alford plea for time served, 19 years, but on probation for 10. And they would plead guilty to first degree murder. And on that plea, you can just go pull those up. It says there's enough evidence to convict us in a court of law if we try you. So they agreed that there was enough evidence to convict them again. So it's called an Al Ford plea. Al Ford, that's based yeah. on the Yeah. So it's, but, uh, it's based uh, upon a Supreme Court case. But I don't, I don't get it. If they're guilty, why were they granted that release? It's a great question. I think that they put pressure on the local... Um, jurisdiction i think they put pressure on the public pressure there's a lot of public pressure saying that they were innocent and they were looking bad and then there was a change of the guard there's a new judge burnett got elevated to a higher court if i remember correctly mm-hmm. the new judge lazar and there was a new da and some of the people appealing to that da were he were, were his friends and he may not have wanted to go through uh 
he may not have wanted to go through another trial that could be politically, um, you know, uh, damning. Like he could yeah. the politics bad. A lot of these guys, the judges, and to get appointed and stuff, they're very sensitive about yeah. these cases, how they're perceived, That's things right. like that. I think Fogelman moved on to a judgeship, so he really? that keeps low, keeps his uh, keeps a yeah. low profile. I think he's made a couple post conviction statements, but mm-hmm. he's moved on, and you can't really blame him. I mean. Yeah. I was just at that place at the time where I knew a lot about Crowley. So I was like, oh, wow, this kid. Yeah. Do you believe there was a lot of uh, pressure from Hollywood on these judges? There's there's probably sub Rosa stuff I don't know about. Yeah. And anything, you know, there's tons of money floating around. Yeah. You know, I don't know what I don't know the totality of what happened. Because, you know, anyone can get influenced, right? Or bought off or... (laughs) Happens all the time. I have time. no proof of that, but it's well, strange things happen. <laughs> yeah. I think letting him out is strange. I've seen that strange, is strange things happen. That is strange. I, I saw the Depp, the Depp Heard case. Oh, yeah. She was found liable. I thought that was really strange. I thought that outcome didn't match the facts of what was presented in the court. Like well, it, When you see that, you have to kind of scratch your head. That's like, what I... How did that go? When I was watching and that... And you case. go to the venue. I know the Jones case, too. The Jones uh, libel uh, defamation case. If you look at that, it's very disturbing. Jones like, just who? Objectively, Jones, I, uh, Jones uh, who? When Jones got sued by the Sandy Hook families. But they okay. they imputed a lot of things to him that I think that weren't proper. I have to go back and look through all the details. But I remember the judge like was doing all kinds of straight. He couldn't, he couldn't put in certain things into the record. He couldn't put in kind of his walking back. I think that he wasn't, they didn't. He tried to retract what he said, but they mm. were still holding him to it. The opposing counsel had a very weird closing statement, like, we got to get Jones. He's made so much money. Um, mm. So that was kind of, it was very strange. And I, I don't know, like, now the, now the some, Amber, there's very odd outcomes in American yeah. jurisprudence that so the, the are Amber not Heard, easily explicable. The Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial there. The the jury only had to uh, remember it was like a list of questions that if only one time that if Johnny Depp, you felt that he was um, physically abusive, then you have to come back a verdict of guilt of guilty or no, I'm sorry. How, how did, how does it, how did it go again? Uh, there was a list of well, questions. Well, it was a civil it, trial. It was a civil, civil sorry. Yeah, it was a civil. So, but there was a list of questions and if, if they said yes to any of those questions, like, was he abusive ever? Was he, you know, and if they answered yes to any one of those questions, then uh, it would go in her favor. What do you, what do you think about that one? I mean, I have to go back and look through that whole, that whole case, but I know that there was a similar defamation case, which I covered William Ramsey investigates that happened in the UK where the judge looked through all the facts and said, yeah, he's a wife beater. Like they claimed he was a wife beater. And so I think the judge agreed with that. Mm. And that was his defamation. And if you look at all those facts, a lot of those facts overlapped with this case and the outcome was different. The jury, there's allegations that one of the jurors just walked off the street. So Mm. there's strange things that happen in these court cases. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I was just, at the end there, right? Closing arguments, they were saying if you 
they had a, qu a bunch of questions and they said, if you answer yes to any of them, you know, was he abusive or did he, you know, put his hands on, you know what I mean? And right, well, I was looking through that. I thought he they was said, yes, the if they agreed to any of those questions, then, then it would be that it would be in her favor, but they did the, the jury did not follow that. Though. The jury did not follow that. And it was right. And, uh, Johnny Depp won th that civil suit against Amber Heard and he, they were actually married too. I thought they were just living together. How, how long were they married for? Was it eight years, nine long. years, something like that? I, don't know. I think they were together for a while, then got married. And, yeah. Um, but anyway, that was that was a strange one. So let's get back to, uh, yeah, West Memphis Street. Now, now again, because watching the, uh, you know, the HBO film, right, which you say is just you know, a bunch of right. <laughs> It's all, you know, fantastical. It's Hollywood, right? But Terry, Terry Hobbs came across as a, he could have been a suspect to me just watching the film. I, I mean, I'm just going, right? I don't, I don't have any, you know, background like you. Um, but yeah, he. Well, he, then he, they did a good job. If you think that he yeah. is a viable suspect, which I think is a total joke. Uh, I've interviewed Terry Hobbs. You can read his book, The Box Full of Nightmares. Yeah. Another book you can yeah, write I, down and do some of the actual reading. Why? Why do you? That. Why do you think he's he's not? Um, he only became a suspect of among this like uh, true crime goofball class. Nothing in ever and ever at any time by the police or the DA had Terry Hobbs ever been a suspect. No. He was written off as the suspect right at the beginning. He was seen by people. He took part in the search. Um. Really? There's no evidence there. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's there, no there, evidence at all. The no. only evidence is some bogus evidence that they can't even prove. They just say they found a hair that could be Terry Hobbs. Therefore, yeah. he's guilty. He did it. I mean, come on. Give me a joke. There were three kids there. You probably need more than one person to to restrain all, all right. three. <clears throat> and so the single person, the single, just the single person theory no, is that's a joke. Not, so is the big that. pig. The, uh, the what? Prehistoric turtle is a total joke. Yeah, they were saying that. Like yeah. the turtles caused the, the thing. The, the damage to, and we're pulling the ears or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no. You no. can just look at the case. Like snapping, snapping turtles, turtles, they were saying yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. but No, but they're saying that it's like a 400 pound snapping turtle. No. Like no. it's a, it's a 200 pound or something. No. Not in that. Unless a, tur unless a turtle can handle a knife because there's clearly knife wounds <laughs> in the, the kids. Yeah, weren't those kids? Um, so then you have to ask yourself, why weren't is that their skulls there? bashed in? Weren't, weren't their skulls bashed in? Yeah, one of them. Yeah, just one. And then this poor little little boy, Christopher Byers, had his little his penis removed. I mean, he was sexually mute. I mean, he was sexually mutilated. I mean, it was a sexual crime. I mean, do you want to go into the psychology? Why? Why this? Was it a uh, a satanic ritual type thing or was it to um, i wasn't there i don't have any idea no i, I don't just know when they're searching there's stories about white vans around there's stories about black briefcases there's stories about other rituals at uh stonehenge networks a guy yeah. named lucifer yeah. so there's all kinds of weird stories that permeate their actual case there, damien echo's interest in the occult is well established yeah. Oh, oh 18, yeah. I know. Blood but... licking by third parties. Yeah. He's admitted that he doesn't drink blood. He licks it, which is very strange. 
should be strange to the average person. So there's a lot of strange ideation and there's a lot of psychologists. I mean, you mentioned the psychology of it. There were three different psychologists before the murders and then another one who assessed Eccles Mm -hmm. in 2001. His name was Woods and said that he was psychotic. He uses the word psychosis. Hmm. And he validated his view, his affidavit, his written affidavit. That means that he's telling the truth. If he's lying, he could, the consequences of perjury would be huge, not just uh, the fact that he could go have criminal consequences, but his career, and yeah. his professional career could end. Right. But um, he validated what was. So he had an extensive, he had an extensive, uh, extensive uh, psychiatric uh, Oh, records 500 pages that's why they call it exhibit 500 okay but but there's lots of people that have psychiatric disorders but they don't go true on true right they, some people don't have super aggressive tendencies yeah weird interest in the occult um gas huffing mm-hmm. other kind of high strangeness ritual and yeah. my admiration for An- anton levey oh, okay. so yeah so you don't think it was the, uh, uh, what was his name? Terry. Uh, people arrested and tried were the right people. There's no doubt in my mind. Was, that must have been. No, there may be other that have been involved. Climber. Other people have made statements that there was a larger kind of group. Really? So there may have been. Uh, yeah. Uh, Bojangles may have been there. There may have been other people. Climber flat out says in the climber statement. Yeah, we just didn't want to get in trouble. But yeah. And even, even uh, Miss Kelly fingers baldwin and Eccles, but there may have been other people climber said yeah i just don't want to implicate anybody else hmm. wow don't these types of rituals take place at night i mean wouldn't they kind of risk being caught or i mean it's it seems like that's when brazen you know so brazen after they... 5 30 sometime yeah. after 5 30 and you know seven or eight so it was at dusk i think well, i think that's the time frame that when they were found or the time that that they were time that the the murders took place yeah Yeah, okay um yeah because they were saying with the with the husband there of um was it Stephen branch yeah terry terry was it terry hobbs no was i right on that terry what 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 are you saying i don't understand yeah terry hobbs I, it was another. It was another video. I think I saw. They were saying, "Oh, he, he was not there at the time of the search. He was gone. They couldn't find him. And um, before, before he was gone, during the search, he wasn't there. And then after, he came home very late at night. And then he started washing his little um, um, Stephen Branch's clothing. And why would he be doing something like that? And in her. Pam, uh, his wife, at the time, they're divorced now, and she said too he was physically abusive. He he even little the little um, little Stevie Stevie Branch said to his mother, he said, "Mommy, I don't want to uh, can we uh, leave him or something like that because I don't want to, you know, something to that effect that he was not, I don't like him or you know," and they were saying, "Well, that that's quite a statement to make," and and, uh, and it was said too that uh allegedly that he had uh, hit he had beat stevie branch and it was alleged too that i heard it was alleged that his 
his did he have did he bring his daughter in from another uh a previous marriage or did, did he recall. have that daughter with Pam recall. but there was also an alleged uh, uh, there was it was also alleged too that um that he had sexually molested his daughter I don't, that's alleged i don't know she won't the, the daughter won't speak up and say anything so i don't know he shot his brother-in-law i think yeah i know he, he yeah he did he shot him in the stomach because he uh punched uh this was an uh, another video i saw because he had a, a really uh well he had a, a history of physical violence and he had hit pam his wife so did byers by the way so did byers but, byers was a yeah, I know. Like a known child abuser. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And then she told her brother, Pam told her brother that, uh, you know, he did that to her. And he comes over and uh, he shoots him in the stomach. And then he died from complications from that from that bullet wound. He died, the, uh, the brother. And uh, they were asking him to, oh, uh, Terry Hobbs about because Pam had I don't know how she must have had about seven younger sisters and every single one no I don't like her no we don't get along no this one we don't get along no not no sorry no no so there's something strange about that guy too I don't know I don't know and can we get back to the hog tying what that's a sure they weren't really hog tied they were oh, tied okay. from wrist to ankle wrist to ankle wrist to ankle okay and, and I they said, different it was, knots, different they said it was quite loose too. It was quite loose. That's what I heard. They were still what? tied. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember. But yeah, but they said it was loose. It wasn't so tight where they, you know, uh, they couldn't try to get out of it. Yeah. I don't know. But like, but during the trial, I know Terry Hobbs was never a suspect. But um, he's only a know. suspect in the public mind. I think that's. Uh, I know. Telling. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but yeah. So why didn't they key in on him? Why wasn't he arrested on June 3rd? He's never yeah. admitted to it. Yeah, no, I, he was around. All that story, all those stories about him not being seen around. Yeah, they're lies. That, those are all lies. Okay. Yeah, he's but, around. I mean, he's, he's there when they find the bodies the next day. He's saying he's going around with buyers. They're in communication with each other. They're not disappeared. You can probably have to go back. I mean, these only these these garbage stories. That, yeah. You know, after 20 years, years passed. And yeah. people move. But at yeah. the time, the cops never had him as a suspect. Yeah. They talked to him. I think his record is in there. Yeah. But he and he went to the court. I mean, imagine sitting in the court case in the stands watching this. And supposedly he's the one who did it. Give me mm -hmm. a break. This yeah. is so stupid. It's yeah. I mean, the stupidity surrounding the West Memphis Three is yeah. off the charts, man. It's just a waste of time. It's so yeah. dumb. And then I, I remember. I can't yeah. even handle it anymore. In the Please film. go read the, my book. Yeah. Go okay. Read Terry Hobbs book. Yeah. Go to Callahan AK. Terry, and I remember Terry. Yeah. Terry Hobbs. Do yourself a favor. I remember him saying in the film, "Oh, uh, down in, in that area there, they have orgies." Well, how would he know that? How would he know stuff like that goes on? Homosexual activity, or you know, orgies, and maybe kids involved. Why There's all kinds of rumors. There's rumors of people in cloaks walking into Robin Hood Hills. Yeah. There's supposedly rumors of things being scrawled on was there, were the there, trees were there, were there on the rumors, cover of my book. Were there the rumors of, of satanic uh, activity there down there? A, were, were, was there? Yes, re, yeah, come on. Was there? You have to read. Come on. No, 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 no. Yeah. What, what, was there? You read was my there, book. 
no, the no. Cover of I my, just want to hear. Finish the sentence. Okay, let me go finish ahead. The sentence. Okay. The cover of my book has the downward facing pentagram that was spray painted on what they called Stonehenge, which was an old uh, mill. It was an old mill that had yep. know, fallen into disrepair. So they're around. You can see Eccles' drawings of a, you know, child sacrifice. You can see all that stuff. It's all in yeah. the book. Yeah, yeah. It's attempted suicide. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, well, he had a lot of problems. Yeah. They all confessed. There were all their statements that Baldwin confessed when he was in jail. A really? Statement by I think yeah, by I think it was his his jailmate cellmate. Same thing but, with Miss Skelly. Somebody wrote yeah, to the. To they the were saying. And, said, Don't and let they this were guy saying, out. They were saying that uh, his confession was coerced or somehow manipulated. That's of course, all. And he was in there for 12 hours. He was being beaten. Yeah. They, dumb, said, you know, the they, said, they said that he had 20 he hours. He was driven there by his dad. His dad gave permission for the yeah, police. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So so people knew that there were, uh, was there satanic activity going going down in that Robin, all in my book. Robin Hood Hills? You're not going to say whether or not. So. I already just told you. I just you yeah. want me to repeat it. People saw people walking in there in cloaks. There right. was all kinds of weird yeah. carvings on the trees. Right. There was a statement somebody saw, like a baby, plastic baby. Yeah. Um, so, so could it could it be that then these people are all just imagining these things, or are they? Absolutely. That's why. I'm, I'm when you give a statement to, to the police, here. though, you can. Get, That's what I'm trying. I'm just trying to get at here. Why you know? Oh yeah. Oh, I saw this. Oh yeah. Uh huh. Is that true? Did yeah? Okay. This other person says. Go oh yeah, the, I saw the satanic activity down there. Is that was that true? Go watch. Listen to Bly. Yeah. Go read Eccles' own work. Yeah. Go read yeah. all his statements. Yeah. Rosie, all yeah. of his writings. Go yeah. read Baldwin's writings. All his he writings said, are found. What was his real name? Damien Eccles. Michael Hutchison. Yeah, his, his father was interviewed in that um, documentary, right? I think so, yeah. And I remember they asked him on the stand, why did you change your name to Damien? And, you know, with the reference to, you know, the omen, right? Damien, right? And he was saying that there used to be a, a saint, Damien, that looked after the lepers. And so he thought that was a, you know, a good he was a good person, you know, good that he, he did that. He looked after the lepers. And so he changed his name to Damien, not, right. not be, not be, not after, you know, it was the lepers of Molokai, if I remember correctly. It was that correct. Yeah. And people are saying, Oh, you know, and, and also too, uh, with a name like Damien, people, Oh, he's the son of, he's the son of the devil. Right. So people, you know, that could also harm him too. Right. People are, you know, but is why? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what he said, that uh, he named, he took the name Damien because of St. Damien. So, yeah. Okay, just wanted to point that out. And, uh, yeah, I guess, anything else you want to add? or? No, but you can buy my book. You can see it on my website. You can get it on my website. It's on yeah. Amazon. It's been around for 10, 10 um Ten long years. You can see all the reviews on Amazon. Yeah. Uh, you can go back to William Ramsey Investigates on YouTube. At the very beginning of like videos, some of my videos are still extant there. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I can't get into my original one. There's one yeah. called Occult Investigations that I had it ten years ago that yeah. got censored, and I, I think that that they're trying to get rid of the past digitally. Like they're oh. going to create a communist anti-digital yeah. past. Uh, 
yeah. political society, which is a total disaster. And yeah. just pummel people with stupid documentaries, kind of like the uh, Paradise Lost, in my opinion, right. and right. just turn you into him. So right. my suggestion is get back to book reading, read yep. books, right? And don't don't be deceived. I'm just saying this because a lot of people, you know, just go by this documentary, right? And so that's why I had you on to to you know dispel all that, right? There was stuff that wasn't uh, covered, that was omitted purposely, you know, it was for you know to make it look. Uh, I mean, you know, it's it's it's, it's like a document. They want to, well, like they want to what fluff it up, fluff it up, make it really, um, yeah, scandalous. Look at scandalous. all this action. Byers action. is shooting things. He's acting yeah. crazy. Yeah, that's what they want. That's what so people. People need to know that this, uh, you know, HBO film was all, um, it's kind of like choreographed a bit, right? You could say, right? right? And uh, yeah, you can't believe everything what's in there. Um, and so just like you said, look at the um, the transcripts, right? And you'll find everything there. All right, William? Amen. Um, okay, so, and uh, yeah. And the police transcripts are where again? I'm sorry. Cal- it's uh well now it used to be Callahan AK, but right now it's Callahan like Harry Callahan like Dirty Carrie. Yeah. Callahan is C A L L A H A N dot M Y S I T E dot C O M. Okay. All right. So yeah. So the, I, I'm glad I had you on. Thank you very much for being my guest. Thank and so. Thank bringing you. some light to this you know I, I know this has been covered a lot of times and there's a lot of like youtube channels that deal with true crime but they're just going over the case and what they think right and and they they don't like you they don't i mean they've never looked at police reports they've never looked at you know uh, do you ha- how they, many they oversee so many important yeah. a lot of them you'll talk to them they go the the confession of miss kelly was so egregious and i say which confession the third yeah. or the fourth and they'll just blaze over what do you mean third and fourth? yeah so, and then you go yeah the exhibit 500 is really incredible wasn't it he says, what exhibit 500 yeah see that's and then you what go, I, the woods yeah. affidavit wasn't that something else what woods yeah. affidavit i know what do you think about the appeal that went to the supreme court of arkansas what appeal what appeal yeah just leave, yeah right yeah, just leave it all why, out so yeah that's why i wanted not you on. the full narrative yeah yeah, yeah. That's, that's why i wanted you on to to you know hopefully open people's eyes just you know to see that i've been doing go, it for 10 years you can't go by this years. film because there's so much long, out. and you're saying yourself go go and look at the police records go and look at the the court transcripts right go and look right yeah, do your yeah, own research yeah. right right absolutely. absolutely so people if you don't believe uh um William. Yeah, you don't even have to believe me. You can go look at, you can go prove me wrong. I've had a lot of people go, this is a bunch of baloney. Yeah. And then they read the book and they go, man, was I deceived. Yeah. Because your book is done. Tens of of people do that. Because you're written. Oh, wow. I really missed that. I didn't know that this was there. I thought that I had all the Yeah, I know. You know, it's the same thing. Because your book. And you can go, there's another one called West Memphis 3DB main page. You can go see that. Yeah. I really recommend West Memphis 3 facts.com yeah. or org. I forgot that. That's a really good one. And there's been these other great guys who have been talking about the case for a long time, really on social media. And you can find them on, there's a lot. I forgot which the main one is on Facebook, but mm. I'm not alone. I'm not, I mean, no, I no. sometimes feel like a voice in the wilderness, but there's yeah. other sensible, yeah. very intelligent people who actually can read and will yeah. read the case and go, this is really it. 
these guys are they're yeah. prevaricating. This is obvious. And HBO, I really lay the real misperception of the case upon Berlinger and Sanofsky and HBO. I really think they did. They're the producers. They were the producers, directors. Well, HBO had were the ones that I produced all three. So I okay. think that they really were the ones who distorted the record, in my opinion, and really were. Well, somebody you know, should like make a social a, poison or something. Yeah, someone should make an HBO film kind of, re, you know, refuting all that and saying, this is what actually happened, <laughs> right? You'd think that would be good because then people could say, oh, this was omitted and this wasn't included and, in you know, that would right. be good. Yeah. Okay, William, I'll let you go. I all can right. see you're, you're right. getting Thank you. restless. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Maybe Thanks next time me. we'll talk about uh, Alistair Crowley. Okay, read the book first, though. Okay, I will. Right. Okay, thank right, you. Hey, Send me bye -bye. the audio, please. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye.